Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I threw it up. <laughs> Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. And I'm Clark. Clark Sopper is joining us once again from Round Cat Racing. We are without Art and Brian. Oh, but this is a good opportunity. Hmm. Do you want to do it this time? No, you can do it. Congratulations, Brian. Brian had a baby boy, so he Congrats, is... Congrats, Brian. I think everyone's happy and healthy. He's probably just working today, but... Um, His name is Hunter. Hunter. Is McLean. Brian back at work? I don't know. No, I doubt he is. Yeah. I doubt he is, but I could see him doing some email stuff. Um, so, yeah, Brian is out, has a good good excuse. Uh, Art doesn't, but uh, he's not here either. Well, it's also 12.30 on a Friday. That's true. So, but what true. else would Art actually be doing today? He nothing could nothing. be doing stuff. I don't know. No, no, he has yeah. he has an excuse that he's working on the house stuff. But, but we're lucky because Clark is right down the road. So I know, and Clark happened to be at SEMA. That's right. And we're going to discuss that. Um, so we also had the same flight home. We did. And uh, I, I was, guess we're all dirtbags. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Frontier. Dude. My neighbor is a pilot for Delta, and he was saying that their fucking costs, like their most efficient bullshit is to all BS. It's just marketing. Yeah. They had that little flyer. How do they get away with that then? I don't know. Well, same maybe thing. maybe it's like by the smallest margin, but the way they show that graphic is just. Yeah. So they had that that flyer in the seat back that said they're the most efficient uh, carrier in the U.S., Frontier Airlines. Okay. And they chalked it up to, since they charge you for everything, even to carry a bag onto their plane, it encourages you to pack light. And well, therefore... Less weight on the plane. Less weight in the plane. They made up for it by having the plane half empty. Yeah. So they're That's definitely true. not utilizing... Oh, you're the, right, too. So less weight that way, too. Well, I, mean, I was meaning, like, oh. their, their opposite way. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, they, yeah, that's less efficient. Yeah, it's you're way right. less efficient. Yeah. Per flight hour. Uh, I, I doubt they calculate that either, like, the per per person. It's not a yeah, per person true, because, basis. But I'll take an empty flight. That's probably the most empty flight I've been on in two years. Yeah. Well, for you guys in the front who paid the extra 50 bucks, yeah. I didn't pay anything extra. And I was stuck in the back. And the back was full. It was it was like yeah. uh, standing room only up until about like <laughs> maybe a third of the way up the plane. Uh-huh. And then it was like the whole front was empty. Yeah. Yep. So that was the like we just kept everyone that came on Warren's like crossing his fingers and no one's going to sit next to us because we had a person between, you know, um, and I was like, I don't think we have anything to worry about because this is frontier. Like people aren't, they're flying this because it's a cheap airline. But yeah. I was also saying that it was one of the best flights out to San Jose. It was like timing yeah. wise, it worked out really well. A lot of them were earlier or had a stop or some BS. But so I was worried that, yeah, someone yeah. would say, you know, I got to get home and be on that flight. But the other thing is a lot of perks for that 50 bucks though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Name Just, one. <laughs> well, they didn't give us water. The seats have no padding. Seats have no Fairness. padding. Um, um, there's no entertain infotainment. Entertainment. They had three flight attendants for a 
hour long flight that was half empty. Yeah. So you got a lot yeah. of that also don't do anything. No, they are. Yeah. They don't give out any snacks. I guess they could sell something, but I don't think anyone bought one thing. The person next to me bought a bag of M&Ms. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. They didn't even give out like a thing of chips or anything. Hell no. No. Uh, I was watching, they have these, they have these bins, um, when you walk in against the wall, whatever, and there's these big, like, metal bins, and they have this, like, simple lock. How to explain it, a simple lock thing. You just turn it up, and it basically, it's a, it, it's a bumper, so it, it hits that and doesn't fly out. They had one of those not locked in, and I was looking at it, and the whole time, and I'm like, fuck, that's This is on, like, tax, I was over taxing to run, yeah. take off. And I'm looking at them like, but I'm sure they know it's up or they just have it. You know, I don't want to be that annoying person. Like, you know, hey, by the way. They're on top, top of the and, uh, line. We're taxiing and we're about to leave the ground. And the one stewardess like jumps up, like unbuckles <laughs> and goes and puts it. And she's like, well, that could have been. She's like talking to the other one like that could have been really bad. And I was looking at it like, dude, that would be gnarly. Like if if someone was there, it would like hit their, you know, it could, that's yeah. a big, heavy Smash thing. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I kind of, like, was talking to Warren. I'm like, dude, I totally noticed that. And then she saw me. She's like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> supposed to say something. Yeah. See, See something, 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 say something. something. Exactly. Yeah. The other thing I learned on Frontier is that the front row, and maybe it's just because I'm a dirtbag and I never sit up front, has airbags in the seatbelt. Huh. And the gentleman sitting in front of us was, like, a huge Samoan dude, and he had to have a seatbelt extender. Yeah. And it wouldn't work on those seat belts because of the airbag. And so he had to move like two rows back. But I have never seen that before. It was like a pouch. Yeah, built. it was just like uh, the seatbelt looked extra thick. Built into the oh, seatbelt. Yeah, I've seen that on some other flights so, as well. But I, I never, I just thought it was like an extra. But we were on the front row on Delta flying out and we didn't have those. And I've never seen it before. I've never noticed it before. Are you sure it's an airbag? Yeah, I think she, she said, said that. Because it's an old virgin plane. A Virgin America plane, oh. and um, and the Virgin America used to have like these like leather kind of like pillow things on the seatbelts that I thought was just them trying to look more. But fancy. why wouldn't they let them use the seatbelt extender then? Oh, I have no idea. It was weird. It was very weird. So maybe someone can chime in with what what that's all about because it was a bulkhead seat, which means that you're further away from anything to hit. On top of the fact, like, why would that matter? Yeah. Your seatbelt, I don't know. It was very so they're just old uh, recycled version plants? Well, I, th- I thought Virgin got bought out by Alaska. I thought it was a Virgin plane because it had the purple um, like Lighting? plexiglass uh, separation. No, that was sorry. That was sorry. It wasn't the plane I flew out on. Oh, was Alaska, and they and it was an old Virgin plane. Yeah, gotcha. this was not. Never mind. Gotcha. Never mind. Clark's been drinking. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> um, I flew two different airlines. Two, the, the two cheap airlines, I one say. out and one back. Well, we flew Delta out, but it was in an Embraer one seventy five, and we we upgraded first, first class. class not a big deal. Whatever. I don't really want to get into it right now, but uh, the seats weren't great, <laughs> even for. Uh, First class, I don't think it was. No, really oh, good. we actually got our choice of like a soda or a sparkling water when everyone else got water or coffee, though. That's, that's a nice plus. We did have that. Yeah. I chose to get cool. a ginger ale. <laughs> Ballin'. <laughs> so, does anyone know why ginger ale is the airplane drink of choice? No. What's because sickness, like, like stomach. Kind of like, you know, it's the go-to, like, I feel kind of sick. I want a ginger ale to calm my tummy down or something. Is that why? 
don't know. Maybe I don't know, but I know for a fact that since I've been a kid on planes, I've had ginger ale. Yeah, I never get ginger ale anywhere but on a plane. <laughs> right. Probably like, what the fuck is the deal with these goddamn things? Yeah, I don't think I've had ginger ale, just ginger ale, since I was a kid and I was sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't usually drink it. Okay. But you don't get on planes either. No. But you hear people say ginger ale on oh, yeah, planes, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at this right now in these airbags. It is straight up for the for the bulkhead seats. That seatbelt airbag is a huge wall that shoots up in front of you. <laughs> it's oh like, my gosh. And you smash into that before but, hitting the bulkhead. But you're so far away from the bulkhead. Like, I don't think your head could hit it. If you... And by the way, what's what's to stop you from smashing into the seat in front of you on any other row? I guess it's a padded seat. Not really. They're usually it, kind of plastic. Oh, no, they're plastic. They're plastic, yeah. dude. Oh, yeah, you're right. They have the big old the trays and everything, yeah. right? You fuck your shit And that up. bulkhead's not like... It's far away. Yeah, it's super far away. This is the testing for it. It's like a huge wow. pillow that yeah. inflates on your lap. That's weird. Oh, there's a very satisfying uh, crash video, uh, test video for it. Okay, but first of all, that bulkhead is so much closer than what we were talking about. I don't know. I don't buy any of this. This is ridiculous. Anyways, this seatbelt seat in your airbag in your seatbelt. And this article is saying that they're more common on business class seats. So I guess if you pay a little bit more money, you have You're a safer. better survival chance. Yeah, yeah. Dang. What does huh. that do for you if you're laying down? In business class, I mean, I don't even know how they would. You're not strapped in, are you? You know, seatbelt. I've never. When you're, I've never oh, been in business class yeah. without a bed. Oh yeah, I think you stay strapped in. Really? You laying must. Down, yeah. Laying down. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, because you don't want to shoot up to the ceiling if they hit like a pocket. And it's not usually. I don't think it's flat enough usually that you can um like lie on your side. So you're still kind of like in a yeah. seated position. Have yeah. you ever flown real first class? I, I did. Um. When I was a kid coming, I don't know, I was, I don't know, 15 or something coming uh -huh. back from China, we stopped in Japan as a layover and some school group got on the plane and they'd overbooked because a hundred percent of the plane plus like my mom and I were yeah. the school group. And so they put us in first class between Japan and uh, the United States. Wow. How was, good was that? It was nice. Yeah. They gave us like multiple meals that had multiple courses. The that's seats so were good. enormous. That's awesome. That's what you want. You want on a long ass flight you know, that to be your mm -hmm. first first class experience. Well, so the Embraer one seventy five to San Jose to Las Vegas yeah. for an hour wasn't yeah, really. It's still nice to only have two seats and Cute. a nice gap between the two seats. The big yeah. gap. That's the big thing. But um, on our flight from England and to England, we were in the like upgraded extended leg room, and which was really nice, like economy plus kind economy of economy plus. Yeah, which that was like. I mean, that's so worth it oh, for on, sure. on a flight that long. And, and, uh, remember they were serving so much food on that flight. Like awesome. They served like little desserts, like every uh, two hours they were giving you something. Yeah. Popsicles. Them, yeah. And, uh, by the way, we had bulkhead seats on the way out and there was no airbags. Oh yeah. That's right. Don't understand this hmm. logic. I don't know what's happening nah. right now. Numbers. I don't either. Anyways, where, where were we? Plane <laughs> travel. Going yeah. to SEMA. Um, so last time we left the listeners, it was a Thursday edition that we recorded the morning before we were going to spend a good amount of time. Yeah. The whole day at SEMA. At SEMA. Um, and that's where we ran into Clark. So I think we should probably cover why and how you were there. Okay. And, um, 
you drove your mini truck all the way to Las Vegas. It, the mini truck was driven <laughs> on a trailer all the way to Las Vegas, not that's by one, me. That's one way to put it. It was it was hauled. Yes, easy easy haul. Uh, my my mini truck was a uh, a guest of the auto home tent rooftop tent company in their booth, and they're Italian. They're an Italian company. The uh, North American distributor is in Santa Cruz. And it's right um, across the street right from across your the street. building, yeah. That's cool. Um, and what year was your, the Acti that you brought out? It was an 88. It was a, it was the, a, a late 88. So it was the first, the very first of the, um, sort of 90s body style truck. Oh, cool. It's the, the one that had, that has round headlights that they did two year, like 88, 89, end of 88, 89, beginning of 90, I think, mm-hmm. with round headlights. So, is that your, is that the one that you kind of like, usually roll or is that you have two white ones like that i have that's the only one with the round headlight style that i have um i usually split driving between that and then one of the 80s trucks okay that one um this the the, um this one had mesh wheels on it yeah but then you have the one with the the other funky wheels yeah with the ac yeah those ones those two trucks i I drive okay um the uh they're both 88s, actually. One is the last of the 80s mm-hmm. generation. One is the first of the 90s generation. Got it. The 90s trucks are way easier to drive. They're smoother. They're faster. They're quieter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I drive it when I'm either going a farther distance or feeling lazier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the 80s trucks feel like a vintage car and are way more fun to drive if I don't have to go anywhere. Huh. You're going to test drive these things one day. I know. Not a lot of mini trucks at SEMA. I think this was the only mini truck at SEMA that I saw. That's crazy. I was kind of surprised. I was too, yeah. Actually, Uh, no. We saw a Jimny, which is a Samurai conversion, or how do they do that? The one in the Toyo booth? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was a Samurai with a Jimny-esque front clip. Okay. Because it did say Samurai on it. Yeah. And it had, I think it was left-hand drive. I believe so. And yeah, um, a picture of it somewhere. There's a Jimny up on the third floor of the um, the hall I was in. Mm-hmm. Was that South Hall? Sure. Yeah, South yeah, hall? South Hall. South Hall. Um, that was just imported for like a temp, like for the show. Okay. They said the owner brought it in specifically for the show. And it was coming right out afterwards. Oh, weird. Um, but the booth it was in was kind of terrible. They made it was suspension components or shocks or something, and yeah. they made this like cage-like display that had. A bunch of shocks like around the truck, so you had to look through the shocks at the truck. Oh, I gotcha. It didn't make any sense. Samurai yeah. was right hand drive. Oh, maybe it was a Jimny then. Mm-hmm. Here it is. I didn't know that they would put a Samurai front badge like that, but um, well, I did meet these two dudes from who were have a, some kind of tuning company in Chiba, and they were showing me photo of one of their mini trucks in Japan that they converted to left hand drive because they're super into USDM style. Oh wow, Gnarly. isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah that's I that's that. like that. I love that kind of stuff. That goes my theory of just like everything you can't get is American cool. bumpers on SL Mercedes are like more popular in Germany somehow. I don't know why. I yeah. think it's just because you're used to one and. Want the other? I mean, I don't think that's though, that's not true. How do you make that argument know. aesthetically for a, no. a Mercedes Benz? You can't. It's a crazy I, difference. I, I kind of want to ship these guys an F one fifty and be like, here you go. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. A USDM style. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really want a truck? This is what we use every day. I was I was on YouTube and 
one of those Harry, the Harry Metcalf does uh, Harry's Garage videos, and he was at an auction, and he was went to this, you know, and there was a '78 Ford um, Bronco, which is the big body Bronco, mm-hmm. really good looking kind of era, I think. But he he was checking out that, and just like it was such a, it was such a different thing, you know. He was talking about how huge it is, and and all this stuff, and uh, but. Really good looking truck, by the way. Yeah, those deep inset headlights. Dude, and so good looking. Yeah, and so. this one was like the best looking one I've ever seen. It's like eighteen. They were expecting eighteen to twenty thousand pounds in England to have that truck is yeah. so absurd. It had thirty thousand kilometers on it, and it was imported there by Ford UK, and they used it like Whoa. they've owned it like the whole time or something. So that's, that's kind of a cool, cool truck. Yeah, but just imagine those tiny ass roads. Oh yeah, and the expensive ass gas. Yeah, expensive ass gas. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, with a 5.7 liter V8. Eight miles per hour. 140 horsepower. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Beast. Beast. So, uh, only mini truck. I imagine you got quite a bit of attention. I did. Yeah. Only Um, K or key K. K. Only K car-ish thing. Well, aside from those gymnies. Uh, are those Ks? They, they come in, I think, K and non-K engine size, but it's, it's a K size chassis. And then what would that, like, N600 be called? That's like pre. Pre K, right? It so wasn't PK? at at that time. Transition. Yeah, PK. At that time, the engine, the K engine size was a smaller than six hundred, so that was never K. Oh. Okay. In Japan, they did three sixty of it. Okay. So it, it was the N three sixty there. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So we got the double Damn. displacement yeah. for the American market. Yeah. They had a three sixty. Yeah. Jesus, mm-hmm. criminy. Might as well just push it. Yeah, I was surprised. Like. You would think Mazda would have an AutoZam or something. Or, or yeah. You would think or some Subaru, would have Subaru, a, yeah. a little, little Subarus. Yeah. A little weird van or that little rally hatchback thing. And you would think more booths would have stuff like that. It's, it's just so like, easy. And it's yeah, and so small. It fits right? nicely, yeah. Yeah. And it's a crowd pleaser. Oh, for sure. I'm not sure. I mean, maybe it's because the, the, the OEMs don't want to kind of go there and get, like, the why don't we get these here questions. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but tuners. You, tuners. Yeah, so you tuners. tuners. Yeah. yeah, parts would have one as like your truck would be perfect for a parts hauler or display. Yeah. That would be perfect for a Meguiar's or, you know, some auto like detailing place or something like that, like a product, you know, where you're selling some other something else to have a really compact, small car that's cool and gets tons of attention. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you use something like that rather than like the typical, you know, everyone has, yeah, I don't know, what was the car? New Toyota Supra or or a Mustang or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. But with Auto Home, um, they seem to be pretty high quality stuff. Like, yeah, the um, it was it's really fun to be in the booth because um, a, a bunch of the guys who are involved with Auto Home actually the Safari with it and you know use it pretty hard. Yeah, and so it was really really interesting to hear um their sort of stories of use of different tents and the, the auto home tents, you know, compared to like my, like going to the beach on a nice day. <laughs> use right, of right. It. Going to a field up the coast. And yeah. Taking a to few take photos. pictures. Yeah. Um, what was, I forget his name, but the, your friend who Benji, Benji. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Benji lived in one for three years. Yeah. Well, three, he was on the road on a land on top of a land Rover for eight years and around then, the world, around the world. Years. The last three were in an auto home tent. Yeah. Because and, he had realized that that was, Kind of the way to go, right? Yeah. He's, he's been messing around with other stuff. I think he started with a, um, one of the fabric, like fold open ones. Yeah. And quickly realized that that was a pain because you can't actually keep anything in there when you're, when it's closed. There's no space for blankets or clothing or anything. So you have to, when you, when you open it up at night, 
you have to take all your stuff out of your dirty car and like get it up on top of your tent in the rain, in the rain. Yeah. And then in the morning, like take it down and pack it up into your car again. So he, he switched over to a, a hard shell tent, um, which you can keep all stuff up there yeah. all the time. And it, dude, that's all. I mean, said it, it changes life. Yeah. It seems like the other way, like defeats the purpose of having it. It's like, well, if you have for, it, it's for the casual people, right? That you're car camping for maybe just park somewhere for a week and you don't set it up and t- take it down a lot. Yeah. Or it, the fabric ones are a lot cheaper. And yeah. so I think it's somebody who doesn't actually use it that much, only goes out in nice weather. They don't want to spend, you know, the premium price to get the, yeah. the premium product. They don't, they don't uh-huh. really need it. Yeah. yeah. So we talked about this uh, at SEMA, but for the listeners, um, we found out uh, via Thule that Thule bought Tapui Tents, which is a Santa Cruz company, last year. And they had some patents that Thule wanted, and now it's, yeah, Thule Tapui. Try saying that 10 times. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but I've always liked the type of camper, the rooftop tents, if I was going to get one, which I, I don't need one, but, uh, hardtop style, the Magiolina, which is very like aerodynamic looking too. It's, it's very sleek. Yeah. The, um, because it's, it's a like total hard shell. You yeah. Take, they, they can, it can take a form that's not sort of like a floppy, right? Fabric box. Holding it all together. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Do a really good job. Um, the, the Magellina is one of the, the auto home products. They do the, I think that's the bigger, um, you know, not K size one. Yeah. Um, I forget, I I can't actually remember the names of them, but the one that's on my truck is their smallest and more, uh, uh, yours is more kind of vintage. The the one that was on the, at at the show is not the one that I normally have on. Right. 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 The one that, yeah, the one that was at the show is their, their legacy model and is a fabric fold out one yeah um but it is the one you would get use in a photo shoot it looks or, pretty nice yeah it looks kind of cool right? yeah, yeah it definitely looks the part for like yeah classic motoring classic safari mm-hmm. yeah and it's got like a really nice heavy canvas and it it definitely feels like that yeah that lifestyle thing yeah yeah camel trophy going camping yeah top of the range rover yeah and you guys had the auto home had a nice little setup and they had a fj40 and a uh, Land Rover, what's that model called? It was a um, a Series Three long, but it's a one thirty, right? I think, yeah, I think one thirty, which means it's a truck, long wheelbase truck, four door yes. truck. And we never got those here. Um, and then you guys were talking about how you guys were kind of playing a game where you and Benji, where people would walk up and you would guess which car they were going to go to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, it was funny if they were, you know young they they immediately went toward the mini truck and then they would look at the the land rover and then they would walk away uh-huh. and um if they're middle-aged it would sort of be split between land rover land cruiser um yeah. if they look like they were into safari you know they yeah. would go right to the land rover um if they look like a tuner kid you know with like a flat brim hat yeah you know they would like definitely stop and get some stickers and uh-huh. hang out for a minute yeah yeah what was the, like, what was the funniest or what's a comment you remember someone saying about your car that you were like, when you were, because you could be kind of a fly on the wall and it's your car. I know when I was there, a bunch of people would walk by and they're like, oh, things all, you know, like, you know, I heard a lot of people yeah. talk about your truck. I was sitting there having lunch and some, I saw some guy from, you know, across the booth. He, he walked up, he's like, oh my gosh, I really want one of these. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Like kind of like did a little dance. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, Freaking out. Yeah. And he kind of freaked out, which was really, really satisfying. Yeah. Um, 
we got uh you know some some people who know about these but aren't really into them sort of like middle-aged dudes a lot would be like oh you know like my friend has this thing for his ranch and he paid like a thousand dollars for it oh yeah. and you know like and then some guy came over and said, can you believe there's one for sale in Sacramento for $6,500? <laughs> and I was like, well, if it's nice, you know, it's a fair price. He's like, well, it's been repainted. And, and I was like, well, oh, wow. like, then it's Hope probably not. Hopefully yeah. it's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's probably way nice. Yeah, really nice. You, that's then. what you want. He was just like, oh, that's outrageous. Wow. <laughs> that's funny. interesting. So it, uh, there's a few of those people. Um, huh. And then a bunch of people asked, you know, did I drive it there from Vermont? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, yeah, totally. I just left last year, last SEMA. I yeah, <laughs> my journey. Um, that's why I have this tent, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the right answer. You need a good one, good tent. Yeah. Um, so it was Clark's first time, Lane's hundredth time at SEMA. My, I'm kind of in somewhere in the middle. Um, Lane, how did you like SEMA? Uh, it was a down year for me, for sure. <laughs> down really? across the board. Yeah, yeah. I was just. Uh, I think I. I don't know. I. I was just. Not that into it. Um, I think the crowds were just, it was overwhelming to walk through. To, it was a daunting task to get from A to B. It really was. was and it, that, that made it not very pleasurable for me. Was it busier than previous years? Felt the busiest I can remember as far as like that, the traffic, you know, just impossible. You know, it's like I explained it on one of the podcasts, but it's like, being on top of a mountain being like, Oh, that looks really close. And then you start walking and <laughs> three hours later, you're still walking, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it, it was really hard to get around. And, um, you just walking through these like herds of zombies with bags and stuff. And, um, but yeah, I felt like I didn't really, I don't remember looking at much, you know, it's just, it's kind of how those things go. Yeah. And then we were, Three o'clock or two thirty, we had a lunch meeting, or you know, we had a meeting to go, you know, go meet some guys for lunch. And I was happy to leave at that time. It was like we were already having the zombie yeah. feeling set in, where we weren't even looking. We were just kind of like walking down these aisles. Let's just get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Clark? Um, I had a, I mean, I had a good time because it was my yeah. first time there. Um, and it was, it, it was overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and I, I. I was pleased I had sort of the luxury of having the booth with some friends to fall back to. So whenever I got you had a place to be so yeah. nice to have a home base. Yes. Like that is key. We had some that chairs in the past with Magnaflow, uh, host of our podcast. So we had like place to put bags and get a go drink. to lunch and get drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was helpful. And I, I ran around a little bit between the, um, the Toyo booths trying to collect the lean customs pins. What is that? Um, so, uh, Lean Customs does these really, really nice little ceramic, uh, little pins. ceramic car pins, oh. and uh, he illustrates these sort of like squished, oh, stylized yes. cars. Yes, yes. And um, and Toyo was giving away ten um, plus a secret one um, over the course of the week, and they did like pre-released like times where you would, you know, you yeah. line up and get one. How many did you get? I got nine of eleven. Whoa! Dang. Interesting. But I ran around a lot. One. You're not wearing one right now. Well, no, I'm just hoarding them. Oh, I see. Future project. That's cool. I don't know. It's one of those things where like I don't need them, but once I'm there, I'm like, well, I've got to get them all. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm here. Yeah. Um, do you are are you a guy that puts them on a hat or something? Or what do you no, do? they're like I have a pile of them on my desk. Gotcha. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I don't know. So someday yeah. maybe I'll do something with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. You can make some like um, fabric. I don't know pencil holder that you can put them on or something yeah. like that right yeah yeah 
Um, so speaking of uh, the Toyo booth, um, well, at Toyo Alley, there's some interesting cars in there. Uh, it's always the worst place to take photos. But, it's awful. The lighting uh, is so bad. Oh, yeah, everything's very, very harsh. Yeah, backlit in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. Vegas, middle, I, when you're outside, sun overhead, just so bright. It's not, it's not good. Make a real tent that you walk into, you know? Yeah. Something. Yeah. Um, so what stood out? What was the, or some of the highlights for you, Lane and Clark? I mean, I know it's a little overwhelming, but a couple of things come to mind. Yeah. What do you, what did you think? Well, one is the car that's on the Instagram post for this podcast, uh-huh. which is that Honda 600 white Honda hatchback with a CB 800. You said VFR 800, VFR 800 motor and fuel tank just dropped the fuel tank. Which I, I I thought was the fuel tank. Yeah. It is actually it's just a um, like an engine cover. They cut the the person cut out the whole bottom. Oh, of they're it. not utilizing it as a fuel. No, it's ah, not, that kind of ruins. It's my, just a shroud. Gotcha. Kind of uh, shatters my dream a little bit. I did mine too a little. It yeah, because why wouldn't so you use that as the fuel tank? I don't think there's enough clearance under the hood. Yeah, and then uh, maybe getting the weight uh, better to have in the back or wherever the fuel lives yeah. normally. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, okay. So they just use that as an engine cover. Yeah. Well, I would just take that off then. If it were me, no, it's still kind of cool because it shows what it has. It it yeah. does do that, and it also has a very clean, but it's like a, show. Yeah, look. it does. Yeah, yeah, that thing's yeah. cool, and it had paddles, and that was great. And um, it was left hand drive mm-hmm. and uh, full sleeper. You, I don't even know what the wheel and tire package was, but uh, yeah, it looked just like a nice N six hundred, and then I'm sure that thing rips. Yeah, that's got to be really really fun, and everything is very clean. Um, it wasn't, it didn't look overly, you know, like homemade or overly no. racy or overly yeah. anything. It was Even just, the paddles were vintage looking. They yeah. were very thin, almost like a little rods rather than, you know, flappy carbon fiber thing that some people would do. So, um, that was cool. Um, what else? Also in that booth was, uh, Daniel Wu's S800. Yeah. Yep. That um, thing was awesome. That thing was beautiful. So do you yeah. know him? I, I, you know, I'm not, him. I'm He's not an close act, with him. American actor. Um, but I've, I've, because I have an S800 as well, we know each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. And we've, we've exchanged messages and emails That's and I pretty cool. got to meet him in person at car week last year. That's and, cool. Uh, I had never heard of him or I didn't know about him at all, but I, we, I started following him on our, on DWA's account because, because I took a picture of that car and I had seen who's like Honda posted. It was Daniel Wu's. Yeah. I looked him up and I'm like, oh, this guy has like a million followers and he's a, he's a real actor. Yeah. Like he's been in tons of movies and huh. all this stuff. So he's like, yeah. And I guess he's super into cars and yeah. stuff. And he's a really great guy. That's and, cool. Um, yeah. yeah. He's from the Bay area. So yeah. Yeah, good that's dose. cool. Um, that thing was very clean. Yeah. So for the listeners, it was a hatch, right? Or yes. a coupe. Coupe. I guess you'd hatch. call it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, black with red interior and then it had some really custom modern wheels. Thunder flares. Toyo. Very, uh, very aggressive Toyo tires. Had a wide, but little wide body, like, yeah. um, yeah, attached onto it. Marshall, uh, yellow headlamps. Mm-hmm. Um, some other cool details. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Honda booth, Honda had some cool cars in general. Yeah, they yeah. have that. They did good. They had the, well. the Honda Civic little race car, like a 2000 ish yeah. model. Um, they had Peter Cunningham's NSX. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And they also had their, uh, support truck from the 60s. Uh, Chevy Apache or it's a C10. Whatever. Yeah, some. No, it's pre C10, right? Yeah, but where was it? I think it was a. Yeah. I think it was an Apache, but uh, they used I think here in the states as like a parts runner 
truck and it had been restored and they brought it to SEMA, which I always, I kind of take that, you know, it's not a Honda, but it's part of their history, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And then they had, um, that Acura two door concept car, like a coupe, um, the blue one, blue one, the type type S type S concept. Yeah. It was a coupe. I think it's a four door. It was I think, a, I think it, I, it doesn't have handles on it, but I think it has. I thought it was. I don't know. It's a long wheelbase. But it looked pretty good. It was like super clean design and everything. It looked like it was ready yeah. for production. Yeah, it did look good. Um, yeah, so that was one of the manufacturers there. Obviously, everyone's kind of represented. Ford has a huge display. Ford electric Mustang and a Bronco that they put uh, modern. Um, I forget one of the. The yeah. big Mustang motors into. Yep. And then uh, GM's. Dude, blue. you're right. That's a four-door. It's like a sleek four-door, right? Yeah. They did yeah. a good job with it. GM had all their electric uh, powertrain stuff going on, which was kind of cool to see. Yeah. Um, they had a C10 that was full electric. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. They, they've now set it up to it just bolts right in um, effectively. So I don't know when that's going to start being a thing where we can just go buy that. I'm imagining it's going to become a, th- a th- more of a thing when cities start taking the sort of Paris lead and banning gas cars. It's got to be big cities first, though, right? And yeah. I don't know if those people will. Well, if, if they do it in London and they do it in L.A. We're talking about L- London's like happening, right? L.A. is unlikely to happen, I imagine, yeah. because it's L.A. But I can see New York, Manhattan. Yeah. Man- yeah. It's a matter of that. time for Manhattan, I imagine. Um, yeah. But that, At least the cabs and stuff. That'll yeah. happen first. Well, they'll make all cabs have to be electric or something. New York will probably just jack up the toll going into Manhattan mm. high enough that it will discourage everybody from doing it without actually banning it. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, yeah. So manufacturers, what else? The, I think, I think back to the Toyo booth, I think Toyo had the, the nicest, most interesting collection of cars as a booth. Um, what do they have? My, I have a list here. Yeah. Let me check my list. Um, I, don't, I don't remember. Well, I guess to start off, in front of the South Hall, they had Benedict Radcliffe's wireframe sculpture, the Land Rover Mercedes Toyota Lambo Jeep. <laughs> that um, that's cool. That he he built for them for this event, and that was one to one scale. One to one scale. I wish I saw that. I didn't. I didn't see it. It was striking in person. Yeah. Um, and he um, he took a bunch of design you know, features from these various trucks that he likes and put it together into a really interesting looking. When you look at it, you're like, oh, that's a, that's the Rambo Lambo. Oh, wait, no, that's a, that's a G-Wagon. Well, is it a Land Rover? And you're like, oh, I see. It's, it's all of it. It's an, it's a truck. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, and that was, I think, a really, that's one of the first things I saw after I walked past Mm -hmm. a sea of jacked up pickup trucks. Yeah, yeah. It was the first nice thing I saw when I showed up there. (laughs) And, um, that's the interesting thing. We've talked to a lot of people that their first year at SEMA and the first impression they, they get is seeing these like bro, this line of bro dozers, monstrous bro dozers. Yeah. And it kind of turns you off right, right off the bat. Yeah. It's actually amazing that there's enough, there's enough money slash customers for that product to exist. I'm amazed there's yeah. 50 or 100 shops building these stupid things. And they look expensive if they you go by do. the amount of effort and workmanship. Oh, my gosh. The, like, suspension mounts are these weird, like, two-bent, uh, eight different mounting point, like, assemblies with lights and all billet. And it's so absurd. And then the paintwork that goes into all that right? afterwards and the finishing. Yeah. It's absurd. The scale. Yeah, and the scale, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't just, get it. Just the paint is, yeah, just to get that much surface yeah, is yeah. expensive. And then you have six inches of ground clearance because the pumpkin on the straight axle mm-hmm. is on the ground. <laughs> and the yeah. pumpkin's, you know, like three feet in diameter to, yeah. yeah. And know. it's stretched, stretched tires on the most absurd wheels ever. So what, I don't understand it. I really we, don't. Yeah, we've talked about it. I guess I it's know. like low riders or something. It's the, it's just the opposite end of the spectrum. Although I can get into a low rider. I love low riders. Yeah. yeah. I know, I'm but not that's, some people would say the same thing is like, it's so, so unusable. Yeah. I, I guess. Kind of does what it's supposed to do though. Low and slow. Yeah, <laughs> this is just high and slow. <laughs> I don't even think they're slow. I think they must be. Yeah, they like pump. Fast. They have crazy, you know, fifteen hundred pounds of torque and stuff. There's a car for London. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so, what? What? So you know, so so aside, so they had, Toyo had at least two booths, two that I saw. They had this one up by the South Hall that had basically just this sculpture in it, which was a really great sort of impressive entrance to the show. And then they had in between the middle hall and the south hall, um, some kind of like bridge. Toyo Alley. Yeah. It, it used to be Mopar Alley for those of you that used to go to Schema. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Now it's all Toyo. And they kind of handpick some of the best tuner cars and put Toyo tires on them. Is that, that's what it looked like to me. Basically what's going on. Yeah. But they had a, they had a kind of a wild range of stuff. So they had that, that Jimny we talked about earlier. Um, they had a really nice um, Civic, red Civic. That was really that nice car build. One of our favorite cars. Yeah, I know. That too. was a. Uh, it was. Art was saying because I posted a picture of the um, S eight hundred, and he was saying it was between that and the Civic for best of show. Yeah, yeah, I, I would probably say the same. And the mm-hmm. Civic is so simple, but I think that's what you have to remember that you're being so inundated with all these logos and stickers. Yeah. And, Every fucking detail is all super overwrought. And then you get to this car that's like really well done, super clean. It kind of reminded me of that Fiesta that we saw at Radwood, Detroit. Oh, yeah, yeah, the blue one. Because it, it yeah. had like modern modern touches, yeah. but it was still felt old. And yeah, just analog. really well done. Yeah. Um, the only thing, I wish I could see it with a hood on because I don't like the look without having a hood. Right. But I understand that they want to show the, the engine. For sure. And they don't want the hood up because yeah. aesthetically a hood up is way worse than not having a hood. So, yeah. I mean, I can understand what they were doing, but I just... Pretty easy to picture it with a hood. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, but as a whole, it's like I want to see it with... A, cl- a closed. Yeah. Well, we need to know, have them thing. make two and have one with the hood open. There we go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then there was um, a mustard colored Datsun outside of the tent. Oh, yeah. the Sunny. Yeah. I the 1200 so. Sunny. Yeah. Yeah. That thing was cool. I really like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, in, on sort of the funky end, there's a, um, this pink and black 935. That's the busy moto one. With the electric, mm-hmm. um, yeah. electric driveline. From uh, EV West. Yeah. yeah. So EV West, uh, I just read this. I don't know if it's true, but they are making that package just bolt on. That's really cool. To all 911, 912, uh, uh cars. Uh huh. So do you know what the power is or performance number? I haven't anything? heard. No, hmm. I, I watched a YouTube video about it where they were saying it's, it's better than stock, you know, like vintage 911. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I meant it's not up to 935 levels for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I wonder what range is and all that stuff, but. Yeah, pretty cool. And that car was very aggressive and interesting looking. Yeah. Uh, the wheels were cool. And I yeah. see it. Yeah, it had like the finned 935 body on it and stuff. It was yeah, pretty cool. There was a white G-Wagon parked right outside the tent that had some... Autocross. I didn't realize it was that. Yeah, that's awesome. Autocross G-Wagon. 
I love the wheels on that truck. I know. So it's lowered. It's brand new. Brand new G-Wagon. Brand new white G-Wagon with side exit exhaust out this like kind of a fender flare lower cladding. Yeah, that thing was very cool. I mean, it's so ridiculous. Well, wheels that have rotiforms or something? Uh, it seems like every car I seem to have rotiforms. It was either those or yeah, dude, That's my one takeaway. Dude, rotiform must have spent rotiform was fortune. everywhere. Um, I don't know. They're, I don't know what those are. You might be able to recognize them. Let me see if I took a picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just so ridiculous. I right? can't tell, but they, they harken back to like the Rambo Lambo kind of Countach style wheels. Yep. A lot yeah, of yeah. holes, multi-hold wheels. Yeah, but really bad fender flares on that thing. By the way, so crazy, right? Look at how they're all like wavy right there. Oh my god! Um, so uh, it's funny you said that, Clark, because I like the cars you picked. I, I like all those. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the G wagon, but <laughs> like I like the Sunny a lot. I like the Civic. Um, I didn't actually look at busy the busy motor car, but. I find that the Toyota booth a lot of times is like the cars are like 80% there and then they kind of just go like too far. I mean, it's show car stuff, right? Yeah. But they kind of like take them too far and they have stickers everywhere and it's just kind of like it's a... There were a handful of those in that A little too, like a little over the top where, and it's like that, that button built uh, Ferrari 355 I thought was just like, it could be kind of cool, but then they, they do this like this ugly patinaed wrap on it marble stuff like marble i I don't i didn't actually talk to them about it but my guess is that they didn't have it finished and so the marble wrap will hide the lack of surface finishing and i i I believe you're right because i saw some sketches and they said it will be this like lamar blue yeah um which and they had renderings of it and it does look a hundred times better but it's just seeing it's like that kind of stuff I see in, in Toyo a lot where I kind of like, I, I feel like I kind of like run through it because I get offended by a lot of this stuff, <laughs> but we did spend some time looking at that Civic and the Sunny was super cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they do, have, there is some cool stuff. It's just, um, I feel like a lot of times the Toyo booth will have these builds where, they might even look kind of cool, and then you go up next to it, and you're like, holy shit, they didn't even, like, take the any of the trim off to paint it, and you'll see overspray everywhere. You know, it's like that kind of stuff. Well, it seems like that. that's also, like, a big theme of a lot SEMA. of places at SEMA. Yeah, it's like yeah. finishing it the week, like, start engines the month that before. Have never, engines that have days. never run. Yeah. Don't run. Never will run. Yeah. Yeah, there's some account. I don't know if it was on um, Instagram or Facebook, but they were essentially highlighting all the shitty SEMA uh, builds, like, you know, yeah. bad welds, uh, bent uh, control arms to get things lowered and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. uh, awful shit, but let's see them for you. Uh, uh, should we try to answer some questions maybe or anything else you guys want to Anything uh, else real from uh, SEMA? Any other, you have, you have stuff written down right yeah, there. Let me Clark. check out my notes. Let's hear what, um, oh yeah, I really liked AE86. The one, the, the, gold white, one? the white blue, blue one. white and blue one. Yeah. Oh nice. yeah. Yeah. That was a, uh, one of the uh, formula drifters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I liked the wide body that's, it, the wide body was another theme of SEMA as well. Uh-huh. I don't know it if it's always, always flare, is. But, yeah. okay. Fender Flare Nationals is what it's called. Okay. Um, it looked really nice. It was a very wide uh-huh. body and it looked, I thought it looked very nice with the livery and with the build. Yeah. And, um, I thought it was kind of an interesting choice to use Honda Power and Honda Transmission, uh-huh. um, in a Toyota. Yeah. Yeah. But not complaining. Yeah. Um, 
and then oh the uh this the champagne vending machine at the sky bar yeah that was cool yeah, yeah. yeah. moe was it moe or is it moe, yeah moe shandon um the mini yeah. bottle vending machine. I yeah. really was into that. <laughs> I took a picture of that, and uh, in the airport there was a New York Seltzer vending machine. So I wanted to, I'm going to do like a two. <laughs> yeah. Who are you in in life? Are you the New York Seltzer? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, a couple questions. Wagonista says, "What SEMA build would you take home, and what would you burn to the ground?" Arson as ice. <laughs> Arson as ice. Um, I'll answer. For me, I would take home the, and I don't know if this is a quote unquote SEMA build or if it's just a car they brought. Does that count? Yeah. Cause I don't know what they built. It yeah, for. yeah. Yeah. Uh, the icon derelict Hudson. Uh huh. So there's a Hudson Hornet coupe with, uh, oh yeah, I saw an that. LS supercharged swap. Mm-hmm. And I just love those cars. As far as burning to the ground. God, just pick a rotozer. Yeah. I'm so yeah, good. pick a random so car. Good. Or that M M two, was it? That had the stretched wheels where the fender of the car was in the gap yeah. between the wheel and the tire. Yeah, it was some kind of BMW. I don't you know, know where they lower it? No, and yeah. It's like the, the wheel sticks out. Oh god, it's <laughs> so bad. Ruined completely ruined car. Yeah. I don't understand why you take a performance vehicle and you want to Drop it, slam it to the ground. I'm, I'm so, I could see doing that with a, an LS Lexus or a, yeah, like a VIP build or yeah. something like that. You can understand like the merit, you see the merit behind, right? You're cruising that. anyway. It's yeah. not, it was never meant to go around a corner fast, mm-hmm. but the, why they do it with Ferraris and all these other sports cars is so beyond me. Yeah. And I, th- I think part of it might come from like, I have the money to do it. Therefore I'm doing it to show you I have the money to do it. That might be, I think it's purely for the look that they think is cool, but it just ruins it. I mean, it's I guess all weak, it's all weck fest stuff. Yeah. If they're, I mean, I wouldn't do it myself, but if I feel like if they're, if they're getting something out of it, I mean, I feel like the, the, the brothers are built that is missing the drive shaft or the thing that is, is like, they can't actually work. I think yeah. is way worse than I guess if it's on bags, you can like raise it up and drive it around and then like, yeah. drop like, it again, show it, show it at the, at the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I, I have a little bit, I, I have less of an issue with that. Yeah. Yeah. If it's static and undrivable, then, you know, then it becomes a piece of sculpture. Right. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, so the Icon cars are really cool. If you haven't seen the derelict uh, cars that he does, essentially it finds like the best uh, barn fine patinaed cars, usually like a Caddy Coupe or a Mercury Coupe or something like that. And then uh, he'll do all the modern drivetrain, but then keep everything very period correct and does a really, really good job. So um, I think that's what I would I would want to drive home. He's also a really big details nerd, uh-huh. so he'll do all this like neat Crazy little stuff, ditching and cool materials, and yeah, yeah. Last year he had a, a fifty Merc or a forty nine Merc, and it was uh, electric drivetrain, which was very cool. But I think this is some sort of uh, LS supercharged swap thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess this is like picking my favorite car. Um, I really feel like I saw ten cars, so it's pretty. Uh, if I'm just saying like a build, I really, that S800 is really cool. So I like the red guts over the black and it, it stood out in a, a sea of, uh, super overly modified newer stuff, I would say. And what are you burning? 
I'm burning everything else, basically. <laughs> I'm burning the Brodozers. Oh, Warren really had disdain for this uh, tea bucket roadster. Which one was? I don't any. Just any. No. Tea or a tea bucket. It wasn't a roadster, right? The no, one. it was a roadster. The one that I, that was crazier. Oh yeah, is that the slanted roof? Uh, Thirty-two Ford, fucking no. Well, it's a no, it's a oh, model the one with the whole right? cab was Multi. was like tipped yes. forward. Yeah, the uh, cab was like a box <laughs> shape. Yeah, and yeah. it was made out of wood or cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was literally made out of wood. It was, <laughs> it was this one. And was it a vintage? Like, was it a like a period build? I no, think yeah, it was based on a period is, build. Uh, Martin and Marion Bennett's uncertainty <laughs> tribute. Uh, it's been talk of the town here at SEMA. This is on Rotter's Journals. Uh, yeah. So if you want to see a picture of the car I'm talking about, it's on Rotter's Journals Instagram. And uh, they're made in New Zealand. It's right-hand drive, and the body is made of wood. Yeah, and the whole the whole cab is, like, canted forward. And So I hate these bucket tees. I just think they're ugly aesthetically. They're totally, you can't drive them anywhere. They're just awful. And I said I'd rather have a brodozer than a bucket tee. As a car to actually own, I disagree. And lands in yeah. the bucket tea group. I take the bucket tea yeah. over the brodozer. Because I get hide out in the bucket tea. Like I, but then I, I one upped him and I said, "Well, what if your brodozer? It has to be period correct, right? A period correct brodozer to match that bucket tea." And I, I use this as my. Well, reference. that's way better. But that's that's. Oh, not, yeah, that's way better. But, <laughs> yeah. but that's not even a brodozer. Real, I mean, it is a brodozer. It kind of is. But let me yeah, see the is. tires. Are the tires stretched? No, but they're pretty fucking small. Are you providing a link for the listeners? Yeah, I'll post it. It's like a. Uh, uh, what is this? It's a true four door Chevy pickup truck. Like, yeah, like, like a like a sixty two or early something. early crew cab dually that's been lifted. It's a teal. Yeah, teal, teal with, with like, like sea foam, teal with a white top. Yeah, yeah, but that's like tasteful. I'll post a picture for that. of it on Camping While Awesome. How's that? Um, yeah. yeah, well, some people would say that bucket tea is tasteful. <laughs> no, no one would say that. I don't know, dude. That's as tasteful as they get. I mean, it, it looked like there was some craft in it, but maybe not taste. Yeah, wooden steering wheel that's upright, like a <laughs> fucking <laughs> shitty boat. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Take your kids to school. Oh wait, no. Go anywhere? Nah, not really. My truck though. I'm doing stuff. Dude, I'm going to auto home, buying a can. You're not like having a, that brodozer. We did not say that. I said the white brodozer outside of the South Hall or whatever hall we were at, Central Hall or something. Um, there was like eight feet in the air with uh, with stretched little skinny tires. Did it have and, uh, bullet lug nuts? Oh, I'm sure it you did. It had all, all the stuff. Them. I know. <laughs> Be more specific. They're all, did it have chrome everywhere? It, yeah. Oh, you know the car. You know the truck. Was I'm there any about. underglow? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the underglow around the the cat the the um the brake rotors like yeah. that make it look like yeah, the rotors yeah, are glowing. It's so hilarious. Bad, That's great. That's great. Um. Okay. So you like the S800. Yeah, and then I'll yeah I'll burn. What did I say? I'll burn everything. Yeah, all things. I'll burn that one brodozer, that white one. Yeah, that's really bad. I want to I want to take home the uh, the Radcliffe sculpture. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Of all the you know all the things truck things. I'll take home the turkey sandwich that I had for lunch. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I think in a, like actual car thing, I would take the the blue and white A eighty six build yeah. because that looks like it was really nicely built. I, I checked out a build thread of it with yeah. really good photos, and it it looks like they put a lot of attention and quality into the build. It would actually drive well. It yeah. looks like it would drive really well. Look, it's beautiful as mm-hmm. a as an object. 
Yep. Um, that that I think. I mean, aside from the S eight hundred, which I already have one of, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But the um, but I think that's what the thing that stood out for me. How about that Wagoneer with a canoe on it? That was kind of neat. Pretty cool. That was really nice. Very very clean. Yeah, it was gold. Um, so what what stood out is awful. The worst. I think that it was maybe not necessarily one vehicle. Those worst was a few trends that were really bad. Yeah. One was the spiked lug nuts on the Brodozers. But even worse than that was the whole saw looking lug nuts. There was like a tube oh. with little teeth around oh. it. Oh. They were a little less common, wow, but they were, I didn't they were see worse. That. That's bad. That's new. Um, and then. So many. So, I mean, it just, I just trying to think of what other truck features. It was basically like, like I, I like trucks and these trucks uh, just are not yeah. doing it for me. Yeah. I'm sick of the busy, uh, the busy overlander rigs are really getting old. The with, overland rigs that have a bunch of shit hanging Oh, with all like the shovels like, and axe and shovels and multiple gas tanks. And it's got the wires holding the, the rack to the front fender with all the extra LED lights. And it's just like so. It's too much. It's too much. Try to be. Got to go back to the Vanagon Synchro model. Yeah, Very sleek, simple. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of companies doing Jeep stuffs that were like clean and like it was like a, I don't know, a well designed. Right. Like, inter- the design language of the object integrated with the Jeep design language All the very well. Were the same, yeah. Yeah, and then most of it looked like you just stuck a thing on your Jeep. Yeah, with some helmet. You know, it was just a mount. It was yeah. a mount to mount mount stuff right yeah. yeah yeah and i know that's part of a trade show is they're trying to show you all the stuff that you can do to it that's fine yeah so they're putting all the things all the on things. yeah but man it's overwhelming and it just looks stupid and how many people really use that stuff i mean yeah i love seeing the there's like guys who quote unquote overland and they have you know a used two-wheel drive f-150 that Everything they bought was at a thrift store or a flea market, and they're going to places that all these other guys with their, you know, hundred thousand dollar Tacomas won't dare to try. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of one of the things I like about like having like hang out with the the auto home people is it's they're they're actually using it and getting out there. Yeah. And um, yeah. And like that's Benji. I mean, that's like the ultimate. Yeah. You know, eight years in a Defender. Yeah, over like multiple continents. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he wasn't eight years in some kind of like luxury, like right. sprinter, like yeah. <laughs> full <was>, kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, a bath lane. I would love that. Yeah. Just get like a fuso and put a bathtub and yeah, a, yeah. like a, a mattress in there. <laughs> You're pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. drive in a bathtub. Mm-hmm. Um, new SEMA idea. At one point, I wanted to make a hot rod where it was like clawfoot tub, and you sat in the clawfoot tub. Oh yeah, that's definitely been done. I'm sure. It's like yeah. Ed China made that couch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's been done too. But he Probably. just got a lot of attention for it. Yeah, yeah. Bucket tea. You get your bucket tea with a bath. <laughs> My bucket tea. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. of a sudden, I have a bucket tea. Yeah. God, the bucket tea is so bad. It's the worst. Totally unusable. I just see, like, I could hide the bucket of tea, like, oh, somewhere. But how are you going to hide when you're driving it? At least I'm up my Brodos or I got my tin, yeah, my no vape. Yeah, I see you, I guess. My vape my, tin, my vape. But you have to get out of that thing. I got some fucking, like, uh, pop country on. 
I didn't see any vaping products. There were I, I, I was picturing there was going to be some kind of like automotive themed vaping product. I bet SEMA SEMA might have banned it. There's not a lot of peripheral non car stuff going on because if you go That's to like Barrett Jackson, there's fucking knives and mattresses, mannequins, and pat, patio boats and stuff. Mm. This is very they try to keep it industry centric. They was they did a good job of that, I guess. Yeah. But I guess I yeah I could see them being like Chevy vape. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. last the Barra we went to had like three mattress places, I think. So huh. weird. So that's cool. Lawn, lawn art, like weird shitty fountains and stuff. One of the things that surprised me the most was um was the Chinese tire vendors. There were it is burly. so many it Chinese tire companies so heavy. and they were um they were selling these um like semi truck tires and yeah. like like and I was like it's crazy right I guess if you have a big fleet of trucks and you need to buy you know like a shitload mm-hmm. of tires yeah you, you get them right from the source exactly or if you're you're a vendor you're like your tire shop for the heavy duty stuff and you're trying to carry a new line and you go check out Fengdong tires or whatever they are like triangle linglongs and yeah linglongs triangles those are almost like the good ones what if you could find like a a chinese tire manufacturer that had decent compounds and you could just customize like you just tell them like this is what we want i want a 14 inch michelin pilot super sport knockoff i want a 10 inch 10 inch (laughs) yeah you want a 10 inch i want a 14 and then uh you just we market them as dwa Mm mm-hmm Oh fuck! We missed our opportunity. See, I, wonder, I just don't think you, I don't think they can do that good of a job. I think Michelin puts billions of dollars in so. development, dude, do, and like, and you can't just like knock that off. Like, no, I know, I know. Well, I'm curious how how difficult it is to actually to to get how close you can get to Michelin. I mean, if, if, or not even Michelin, you, like to Toyo. Like, how how close can you get? Well, to you got to think like Continental puts a lot of money in. I'd say like they're like close to Michelin, but they're not there, and like. Uh, Pirelli is like close, but not really there as a whole. I guess so. So I think you still have to put tons of money in. I would say, so I, I mean, if, although what, people probably 20 years ago, you were thinking of like, you're looking at like Toyo or Hankook. You're like, oh, look at these companies, you know, but they've actually like become something where they're acceptable on a car. What about the angle that you're not using these tires as a daily driven tire, like your mini truck, for example? You're not driving 12,000 miles a year in one of those things. So do you really need it to last as long as a Michelin? Do you need it to have the same, like, structural rigidity? <laughs> you still want a good tire that's going to, like, hold I up know, and not, I know, I know. not delam and, yeah, and um, chop, get all choppy. And, and have up. good braking distances and yeah. cornering and all that. I think there's still a way to hack this a little bit. I think we should to do a field trip to all these tire companies. Oh my god, kill me now! I can't do it. <laughs> no, you don't want to do like big, big like factory tourism. Oh, I think it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Oh my god, China, Chinese factory tourism is pretty badass. I'm terrified, but I'll I'll go if you're planning it. I'll go. All right, but I'm terrified. Just putting it out there. Yeah, China's yeah very intimidating to me. I've never been. China and India are probably the two, and like. The Congo. I'd, I'd go to the Congo way before it, those two. India is one of the most fun places I've ever traveled. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I've been a few times funny. and it's, it has, it's been the most welcoming place maybe on the planet I've been to. Really? And Were you like really, uh, cosseted? Like, was someone taking care of you guys and you're just, I mean, 
I one of my college buddies grew up in Mumbai, okay, and lives there currently. Uh-huh. And um, we went and visited him, and we stayed at his house. And um, yeah, we, so uh, that's that's a unique experience because you have the local, and you know, yeah. And then one of his high school buddies has does some tourism stuff, and so he like the two of them like went on a trip with us. Yeah, and but it it wasn't hard. It wasn't like it. Everything was. I don't know. It was it was one of the easier places. Like it was easier for me to travel there than in Europe. It's way really? it's 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 probably easier than Japan because um I, everybody's really friendly. Uh huh. Um, everything's kind of chaotic, but it's it's like a flowing chaos. It's not a rigid chaos. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I that's an interesting take because I've I've only, I've never been, but I've talked to several people who've gone a few times, and um, it's always like the last place they want to go back to. Um, mainly for work. It's not like pleasure. Maybe trips. if I went for work, I'd have a different opinion, but we, um, we went, we went once and, um, myself and my fiance and we had a great time. And then, um, we went back with a bunch of our, our college friends to visit, you know, our, our college buddy, Rayhan. And, um, and I think it was like eight of us or nine of us went and we rented motorcycles and we yeah, rode so around the beach and we like, you know, different. it was, it was yeah. great. Okay. We took well, over a train. That's good. Yeah, I know like Andrew uh, Pas- Pasquarelli uh, yeah. from Auto Off Topic, he went there with his wife on vacation like six months ago, and they seem to have a lot of fun. Mm. If okay. if you're into motorcycling or really anything, it's um it's it's a great place because the um the ru- it, it has sort of like a rugged feel without it being at all dangerous or um or troublesome. So yeah. you, you get kind of like a like adventure or some vibe very right. easily. Yeah, I could see that. We were in Jaipur and um we went to some historic town with this giant fort and there are all these guys with these these jeeps that were like replicas of willies, you know, like 50s or 60s, you know, jeeps. And um Rehan like asked some guy if I could if we give him 20 bucks and I could try driving his jeep. And he's like, "Oh yeah, sure." And like I just drove his jeep like around this town and like through this fort and I felt like like Tintin or Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, Tintin. That's it a good, was, good, good reference. It was like the, the the like dusk was falling and I was like in this the castle in this like India. vintage feeling jeep for in 20 India. bucks, huh? For 20 bucks. That's awesome. And, uh, and the guy was like tigers. super cool, like chatted with us about his jeep. <laughs> oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, I want to go to one of those tiger preserves. That'd be cool. See a cobra too. We saw cobra. some cobras. Yeah, cobra. Uh, what about the Congo? Do you want to go to the Congo? I don't really know what to do there. So no. Yeah, what do you do? Ecotourism. I mean, there's a bunch of the most diverse animals and plants in the world. I would love to do. Yeah, checking out the. So after out the that, ten minutes. Then what do you do? Ten minutes. Everything. I do that. Go fishing on the Congo River. Yeah, uh, I don't really fish. There's a good Anthony Bourdain episode where they uh, they take a riverboat. Up the Congo, I think it was the Congo. Very interesting, I'm sketchy, like, but interesting. I'd yeah. like to go somewhere where I could play with big cats, you know, like tigers and whatnot. I don't know if there's anywhere playing with big cats. You know, like okay. I, 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 you, know, you see, like the, the trainers of them or like the keepers of them who like yeah. swim in the pool with them and like right. throw the ball. Right, that looks really fun. Oh, so uh, my wife works at um, um, animal sanctuary. No, she works with with small children. And uh, one of her employees, this is a true story, and I, I just can't believe it. I was like, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And she said, yeah, it's true. She said she came into work and all the other employees are like, so-and-so just learned that lions are not the same size as house cats. No shit. Yeah. 
This is an employee or a kid? An employee. Fired immediately. <laughs> no like, and I'm like, I'm like, how can you be that that dumb? Like, like I, I don't understand. Have like, you ever yeah, seen a picture of them? Yeah, I'm like, have you ever seen? They've never seen like a scale, like a picture next to something else, or been to a zoo or whatever. Like have a TV? I have a hard time internet? believing it. But every, I mean, they were all like dumbfounded and probably such a smart person otherwise. <laughs> Dude, yeah, she has her master's in like five things. She has <laughs> Colors, a doctorate. Um, what else is her master's in? Like doing laundry. <laughs> Colors, shapes, yeah. numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sing along. But, I have a minor in sing along. Imagine living, imagine living that life. I once We're at the- 26 years old or whatever. No, or I worked with a guy who was probably like 30, close to 30, had a kid, married. He's from Watsonville, which is in, near Santa Cruz, in Santa Cruz County. That's where Art's from. That's where Art's from. Had never been to San Francisco. Uh-huh. <laughs> never seen the Golden Gate Bridge. That's impressive. Well, that's like England. What do you mean it's like England? When we were in London and stuff, we're talking to people like, oh, how's that over there? It seems kind of cool. Like, And they're like, yeah, I've heard it's really neat. I've heard it's nice, but the people are kind of off really and that was like three hours away three oh, hours like talking about whales yeah 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 well that's that's, inter- that's weird i mean that's, weird too. that's the same kind of thing it's like but think of i know a most iconic up, city in, and it's an hour away hour and yeah, a half away never been to a baseball game never been to the park never been to, like I, I just could not believe that yeah, Jennifer, my fiance, was saying that um she was in upstate new york at a vendor's shop and it was I don't know, like two hours, two and a half hours away from New York City. Yeah. And there are people in there, middle-aged people who had never been to New York City. That is... See, that's nuts. That's crazy. You just get on the train and... Yeah. And it's like... Never once? Yeah. That's the same thing as what you're saying. That's I mean, absolutely the same. One of the that's, biggest, that's the worse. best that's cities much, in, that's in the world worse. and... It's just, crazy. Just by accident, it seems like you would have gone... Yeah, or like you'd have to fly somewhere, yeah. and you'd like or pick up they a thing. Might have never flown. Yeah, they, they may have never have flown. I bet they haven't. If, yeah, uh, if they've never been to New York, they've probably never flown. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, well, I was sitting in a in a restaurant. This this sushi place in Vegas a couple of days ago, and um, the couple next to us was um middle aged couple, and they were saying like they go there. They've gone there every year for fourteen years or something to the same restaurant to have yeah. Japanese food, and for their for their anniversary. And they ate the sushi with a fork and they like cut it in half and like uh-huh. each piece and ate with a fork. And That's I was like, cool. in my mind, I was like, this is your favorite special honeymoon spot and you yeah. haven't learned to use fucking chopsticks. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they also, they also said, why would I ever go to Japan when I have, when I yeah. go to Vegas? Or they're like, and then they were, they were like, why would I ever go to France? I mean, I can go to Vegas. Did you hear where they were from? The geographic center of, um, Illinois. Wow. Ah, that's a nice place. So hope they're not listening. <laughs> yeah, another big listeners. Um, and by the way, best sushi in Vegas. It's probably there's probably really good sushi in Vegas, but this place was not that place. Yeah, it was not bad, but it was not. I went best. to a sushi place off the strip, and it was like. Yeah. I went to a sushi place in Ve- or a place that was good with Ali. Oh yeah, remember? And Kyron, our our I friend did. of ours, was trying to eat everything. With oh he he we only had chopsticks and he, he just kept stabbing at the food <laughs> and all of you got like really pissed at him. I can't do that. He's like, dude, would you knock it off? 
<laughs> you, ever, you ever have a female sushi chef in Japan? No. I have. I don't think it's legal. <laughs> I did. And, uh, it was at just a, a bar area at the, uh, Tokyo fish market. Mm-hmm. And, Several Japanese men got up and left. That's that sounds you know, that's so ridiculous. Not really. Anyways, I was wondering if you've experienced that. I uh, I ate my sushi happily. It was delicious. I've I've experienced other subtle things like that, but not that uh, you know, breakfast sushi lane. Oh, what is breakfast sushi? Just regular sushi eaten at breakfast time. Oh, okay. You got to get to the fish market at the crack of dawn to it see those big tuna. It was early. We stayed up all night, so it was a tough kind of Interesting. Um, let's answer some questions, shall we? We've been doing that, dude. What do you guys think? Well, we haven't done it for this episode, but we will. Oh, I thought we were. We will now. Uh, we have a question from Bill Mid on Facebook. Okay. Any Jeep Gladiator Camping While Awesome approved rigs? Any sense of occasion to be smelled from the Gladiator? Well, so we had a running joke at the auto home booth because we had this pickup truck looking Land Rover yeah. that we were calling it. Every, if anybody came up, we were like, this is the Gladiator prototype. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> This good. is the new body kit for basically the Gladiator. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the Gladiator still bothers me how narrow it is. It just doesn't seem right. It, 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 uh-huh. The portions are wrong to me. I don't like it. I'm out on the Gladiator. And it's a bummer because I do like the Wrangler and I feel like it's the more utilitarian vehicle to own, but something about it being too narrow and long. It's kind of like one of those really long Tacomas that yeah. they make now. The the yeah, they are really long quad cab stuff. I would like a two door version. Yes. I, I feel like the four door Wrangler. Maybe a shorter bed. I feel like the four, adding the second set of doors to the Wrangler it's makes the it look really It's a two-door. because you have the equal proportions. You want to have a longer bed than your cab. Yes. It's kind of like the new uh, Land Rover Defender. Like, the two-door looks really good. Yes. And the four-door looks kind of lame. The short answer is there's a billion Gladiators, and it was probably the one of the most popular cars uh, at SEMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely the most popular truck. Yeah. Um, and Jeeps in general. I Jeeps, mean, oh, yeah. if but you're man. just Gladiators alone was crazy. And then if you had all the other There's Jeeps, probably 60 Gladiators, at least that um, I'm aware of. And every type of modification you can imagine. So were there camping while awesome approved rigs for sure? Uh, it doesn't take too much with those, but I didn't see anything that totally jumped out of me. I did see that front. What do they call those in cat that, forward? That thing was cool. The blue oh, one. Door. That was rad. That was that awesome. Door. I've seen a two-door version of that, but never a four-door. Um, I went on my Uber to the airport. The only thing the driver said was "Gladiator" as one drove past on, on, on the road. <laughs> That's funny. I thought like we saw E40 there was from a our f- cab. Yeah, I don't know if it was E40. But a few of the, like this Gladiator. If it wasn't oh. that bright green, that one looks pretty good. Yeah, I think. That's was, pretty well integrated, like clean. Yeah, yeah. That was the only Jeep yeah. I took a picture of because I liked that and the other, the regular Wrangler next Color. to it. Because uh-huh. that company, I thought, did the best job of making parts that fit with the design line. Yeah, they're well integrated. Yeah. Like that front bumper is pretty cool. It yeah. looks like it would be a factory piece, but you can tell it's not. Um, the, the snorkel's really nice as snorkel's well. Snorkel's nice. And then it has really, f- like, kind of nice beefy tires on it, but not a huge lift. Which company is this? I don't know. Didn't have I don't no know. stickers on it. It was uh, Ralph Jills posted it. Let me see if I have I a photo of the name of it. He posted this thing Ralph did, and it's like six pages of like six gladiators on every page. Yeah, this company so is crazy. called AEV, and they have a logo of a bull. Hmm. Yeah. 
Well, they make cool parts despite despite that. Uh, Ron Seff says, has the influx of Supras changed your opinions on them after seeing them all done up at SEMA? Makes them worse. They're awful. Yeah. There was the first manual swap there, but they kept the paddles. That's nice. And they did use a BMW. Yeah, had a BMW shifter. Um, you could feel the light lightness by looking at it. You can just see yeah. it. It's just a pointless car, the Supra, in my opinion. And kind of ugly. Yeah. It's ugly. It's it's added insult to injury. Yeah. I mean, dude, you have fake door vents. Not, like, I'm out. Lands out. I want to see someone, like, cover those and actually, like... Uh, 924 Sam says, anything new this year focused on Radwood era cars? Has the movement influenced or inspired the aftermarket manufacturers to bring back previously retired parts? Mm. That's a good question. Uh, Hard to say about parts. Roundcat Racing brought a Radwood era mini truck. Yeah. And they're offering some stickers for those. <laughs> and yeah, some toolkits. Stickers. Yeah, some toolkits and some, yeah. some oh, a few other things what's coming. What's on the toolkits? The toolkits are we've we've got tools in the studio, which I should have brought to show you guys. Yeah. Um, totally forgot. Um, we're we're sewing up some. Um, we're we're prototyping um, pouches to put the tools into. Cool. And um, in the uh, with with everything we're working on in the near future, when I have a bit of time, yeah, <laughs> it'll be it'll be released. Yeah. Um, so it was seemed like the same amount of Radwood era stuff. There, yeah, there were a good number. There was a of good amount. Radwood era cars, for yeah. sure. Um, and some booths like GoPro, we had a, a Porsche 930 race car, a 935 race car, yeah. which obviously is uh, not anything they built, or it was just to kind of represent the brand. Yeah, I didn't see any. I don't know if like, I mean, who knows? Maybe Bilstein. We did talk to the guys at Bilstein. They said they were kind of like going after that a little harder. Yep. So. Yeah, and H and R had a BMW M1 again, just a race car that yeah. uh, they brought to kind of represent the brand, which is cool to see. That Audi on top of the was oh, it yeah. two yeah. Leaves, the two Audi four thousand five plus five coupe that was badass. Wait, we're really cool. Five? What's that? It's called a five plus five. It's a two door, yeah, which is a coupe, but it's also longer, which makes it that's it's called a five plus five. I've never heard of that. I didn't hear and it. Either. It's, I guess they're super rare and they brought them to the States or something. Damn. Uh, but yeah, that was really, and that was at Thule. Super cool. It's perched on top of their off, their like little pop-up office mm-hmm. box. So yeah. Cool. Um, Mr. Propane says, how many black ice little trees did Art buy at their booth? Did they have a booth? I don't know. I didn't see it. If there was. Black ice. That is the number one flavor of those things. I wish that I, I didn't get to the, uh, Air freshener part of SEMA. Thank mm-hmm. God. I, I didn't. Die. I didn't see like. I guess the hall you missed too. Like they have all the three D printing machines and stuff like that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but we we kind of like we beeline through there, so we didn't see much. But it is kind of cool to look through there, and they're doing a lot of the um. They'll do a lot of the wraps there. Oh, uh, okay. Um. So they're present. They're like doing it over and over. That's neat. And a lot of like polishing hoods and like. Stuff I, like that. There was a little bit of polishing in the central hall as okay. well. I saw somebody doing a headlight. They, they'd scuff the headlight and then yeah. they'd polish the headlight. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the south hall, they'll be like taking wheels and tire, like doing tire installs and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. yeah, they had the, there was like a bunch of guys with tire machines doing like semi-truck <laughs> tires. Yeah, big stuff. There was some company that made this, um, it was like the bead bazooka or something. Uh-huh. It was like a compressed air, like bead seating, like gun thing that looked uh, like a sweet oh, space wow. gun. It's like a, like a tank, yeah. like a, a small scuba tank, you know, with some kind of nozzle to like shoot 
the air aggressively into the tire. Uh huh. Oh, there was this uh, trailer mover. Oh, the trailer kind of cool. mover was cool. Mini yeah. Tank. Little mini tanks. That's pretty yeah. awesome, dude. Like a tank with a ball yeah. on it. Yeah. That was very cool. Yeah. And then there's a manual one that you control with like a normal DeWalt drill or whatever drill you have. That was a little less just like, exciting. Like, yeah. Warren, I was like, look at that. Warren's like, I don't like that at all. <laughs> but so, it sucks. The, uh, the tank, little tank thing, it was remote control. Yeah. And it was expensive. Was it? Yeah. I think they were 3,500 oh. bucks or 4,500 bucks. I bet. Which is more expensive than the trailer that they were yeah. <laughs> dragging back and yeah. forth. Yeah. It gets kind of ridiculous. Like, how is it? How long does it last? And can it go over big ridges and bumps? Like, I think it could. It looked pretty beefy. I mean, beefy, for small. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't do it in mud or, yeah. you know, it's expensive. I guess if you buy a $100,000 Airstream, then, you know. Oh, yeah. And you're old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pull perfect. It the, pull it into the garage. Uh, TSIS350. This is Brad DeSantis says, SEMA 2020. DWA podcast has a booth and needs to build a car. What do you build? Hard mode, nothing German, which is hard mode. Yeah. That's super um, hard. I'm going to build my street style, uh, Canyon carving truck. Uh, are you going Toyota, foreign job or Toyota or a Mitsubishi yeah. Mighty Max? Okay. What, what, what year specifically? Is there, are they, are they all the same generation? Uh, well, the Toyota, yeah, like early nineties. Okay. Early nineties. Yeah. Up to mid nineties, depending on, the model you get the, the, the mini truck one the low two-wheel drive street style okay yeah <laughs> street style uh two-wheel drive manual four-cylinder uh standard cap nice yeah and then uh make it as wild as sema builds get i don't know what that looks like <laughs> some fresh graphics maybe it's electric all-wheel drive electric that'd be interesting mini truck that's what we're doing in sema okay that's know. cool that's awesome, dude. Clark, Lane can't think of anything I can tell. Well, I, I've, I, I just picked up the truck, which I will be building for SEMA 2020. Oh. I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but I it's, don't think so. it's a, it's a six wheeled. Oh yeah. Honda Acti. Yes. So, not a dually though. It's, no, it's, uh, in a row. In a row. So I'm, uh, that's, that's, that's all on one side. Six. Yeah. <laughs> and a ski on the right yeah. side. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's either that. Are you going to divulge the other modification that it's capable of? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got it. Um, no, it's, 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 um, I, I can save that. I mean, I'll probably divulge it shortly. But yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it on the air. It's a hovercraft, people. That's yeah. what we're trying to say. Um, the other thing we funded is I got last night, I, I got really went deep down the rabbit hole of looking up ski, uh, snowcats, like, oh, gro- yeah. like mountain grooming yeah. equipment. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that would be kind of fun to do a... Um, a we, we worked on one at my old shop. They're cool. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it was a real deal snowcat with a cab. And uh, it's basically like a... The quality is like a Razor scooter. Uh, the smaller ones, you know. It okay. They're not super nice, but it'd be cool. I was thinking like the big, like, giant mountain ones. Yeah. Yeah. And then we built a snowcat electric smart car. So skis, and then we put tread tracks in the back yeah kind of cool could do well <laughs> do well on snow and that's about it um so you would do a full size full size ski big resort yes snowcat yeah in what like 80s livery or you yeah i would do i would i would do an 80s or late 70s actual cat okay um with the smoother body you know body lines and um and then do crazy livery and I do some kind of like 
sweet compartment on the back for cruising around like deep back country. I yeah, that'd it. be awesome. I can't think of anything, dude. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know. I don't falling, know. Falling asleep here. Sorry, dude. Just having trouble. I don't have an answer. Matt Mark two says, "What's worse, bubblegum welds or Bluetooth drive shafts?" Is Bluetooth there. drive shafts with just missing. Yeah, just <laughs> that's worse. I Is it? So. I think the welds are worse because uh, you actually like it. Yeah, like at least the drive shaft, you're like, "Fuck, I couldn't get it done in time." The the welds are just unacceptable, right? I guess so. I don't know. It's a hard call, though. Yeah, yeah. that's a hard call. But would you rather have like nothing or something done poorly? Right. When you put it like that, yeah, I'd rather have imagine the what the drive shaft is. Yeah, exactly. Or where it's going and stuff. What it's supposed to do. Um. Yeah. I'd rather have an incomplete project than a complete one that's total dog shit. Yes. Yes. I guess that's what I'm thinking. I get that. Like last year, Rod Emery brought a car that was like quarter way done. It was supposed to be done, you know? Yeah, he brought oh, he brought that to a moment like, thing. Yeah. Various stages of completion yeah, exactly. to various shows. And it was cool every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> OMG Hugh Ross says, how many huge roof baskets have you seen? Dude, so I think a he's lot. actually referring to cars, though. And uh, there wasn't... there was, I, I don't remember seeing a car with a roof basket. Because a, that trend is up maybe over? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot... I mean, there's a lot on the 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 all we, you know SUVs and the gladiators and stuff yeah but those have typically tents on them or auto home yep. tents and stuff like that so uh yeah I didn't see too many of those yeah there wasn't a lot yeah maybe that's just a an us like an an, an our area thing or something like that I don't know hmm you know it's like the Porsche Safari there were a, a few people came up at the and asked about putting these these auto home tents on the as a Porsche Safari on build. A Porsche thing, yeah. yeah, like, well, how much is it weigh? Like, yeah. how do I mount it to my... And then they, they kind of, like, tipped it around it. And we'd be like, what What do you want to put it yeah. on? And like, oh, it's a, a 911. Because <laughs> there was that one uh, matte black one that was... It was at SEMA somewhere, but it was at Radwood, um, Austin. Yeah. And that one has a rooftop 10 on it. I don't know what brand it is. Yeah. But, Yeah. SF Production Gabe says, what is the most annoying buzzword that you keep hearing people use on the show floor? Buzzword. Um, uh, can I get your autograph? And they're saying that to a model. <laughs> oh, that was by far. Yeah, I didn't. I hadn't thought that, but you're right. I walked Something up, along those lines. I walked up to one of those models because they were also handing out the pins. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and they weren't at the time. And I was trying to get more pins. And uh, and, and she's like, oh, like, would you like the autograph? And I was like, no, do you have any pins? And she like gave me this look like I just insulted her. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't even know you were signing autographs because you're a model. Why would I think? So like, does the, yeah. the autograph mean that when people see the poster with the autograph is like, you you were close to that person at one time in life. You could also get photos with them. Yeah, you know, I know like that. You're, you're really oh. fucking weird to me. It's all weird. Yeah, it's all weird. But the autograph with your girlfriend standing next to you, or having your girlfriend take the picture. Yeah. Oh, that brutal. Uh, how creepy. So and the guys in between just grabbing both their waists. Uh, nasty. Wow. The other bad buzzword is influencer. Oh yeah, yeah. quite a bit. It was yeah. it was worse than hearing the influencer buzzword was watching the influencers talk to their phones uh, as yeah. they like walked around. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Angry Bird GTI says things you've seen that you like that are fairly new trends, and things you've seen that you do not like that are new. Hard mode, no brodozer trends. 
So <laughs> things you've seen that you like. I don't even. The new trends. I don't know if I saw anything really new. No. Really new. Trends. You said you saw those lug nuts with like oh, razors on them. Yeah, it looked like a saw blade. Like a like a round saw blade. So that's new. I guess that could be new. Maybe. But that's a brodozer trend. So we can't. Uh, yeah, use it. yeah, uh, yeah. Um, right. I love that you like a brodozer trend. No, you don't. Well, no, no, like I don't. It. I don't like it. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I saw some bigger like uh, phone dial wheels that On I kind of like. Panamera twenty twos, tomp 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 Twenty two inch uh, phone dial esque wheels on a Panamera GT. Is that what they're called? Turismo or the sure. wagon thingy. Sure. Well, one trend, I don't know if it's a really trend, but it's rotiform is on everything. Yeah. So they're kind of a trend. And they're yeah. also, they're all different. They're doing custom wheels for everybody. And I, yeah. I think the idea of actual custom wheels is a cool trend because, yeah. um, it's not just like, oh, you put on this one that everybody has. Yeah. Uh, they must be busy with SEMA. <laughs> it's gotta be such a big thing for them. Smart, they, right? It yeah. is. Yeah, it really is. They make good wheels. I've seen many. So actually, uh, one, cool thing i saw was that street style ford at the ford booth it was yellow i think um there was a there was a new ford pickup oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was lowered it. but not like crazy lowered it had rotiform wheels of course mm, it was a ranger um, i think was it a ranger i think so i think you might be right they're so big now it's hard to like yeah. it looked like a big truck to me yeah but yeah it was just kind of like it was very tastefully done it didn't have like crazy graphics or anything um it was bright yellow but you can imagine that in like gray or something it would be like pretty i don't know kind of cool yeah. it's like a new version of the ford lightning or something you could say yeah mm-hmm. um yeah i would like to see more street style pickup trucks mm-hmm. to be happening rather yeah. than tall Definitely. yeah yeah and this one actually i mean it had big everything's gonna have big wheels these days but they weren't like overly big where it actually had a little bit of tire on it mm-hmm. uh yeah it was a that was kind of refreshing to see because i feel like in previous years you wouldn't you wouldn't see that kind of stuff trying to that's pull. cool um and then things you do not like that are new supra yeah <laughs> that's a good one supra <laughs> yeah supra just doesn't work and you don't like the gladiator horn I don't really yeah. like it either. I don't love it, the Gladiator. Uh, one thing that was surprisingly absent was uh, the FRS or AE eighty six. Oh yeah, none of gone them. or GT eighty six. Yeah, they just maybe because and they're not doing well or something. People just decided to go with a different model altogether. But in previous years, that was like fucking everywhere. Those were battling the Mustang for the most cars there, and not as many Mustangs and Camaros. I don't. Oh. I didn't see. Very, I, I don't. Yeah. I can't remember seeing any Camaros. Yeah. More, more looking, Hemi stuff. More uh, Chargers. More Dodge, huh? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. A lot of uh, swaps. There's some that nice 2002 BMW, that white one, that race car. Uh huh. That was, that was nice. Ibach booth. Ibach, yeah. And then uh, what about that crazy wide body E30? The green one. Yeah. Is that E30? It was like Meguiar's or something. Yeah, it was Meguiar's. an E30. Yeah. It was a little too... It was way too, too turbo, turbocharged. Yeah. Carbon fiber, Hellcats, and... I mean, dude, SEMA is so crazy. One Bucket tees for Lion, of course. One of the things that I shouldn't have been surprised about but was, was how sort of 
normal America was represented very heavily because yeah. I my my view of the car world is from like California centric yeah. and it's it's like Car Week in Monterey it's like Radwood it's it's stuff that's not normal yeah right in in most of the United States yeah I know you forget how many guys have C5 Corvettes and, yes uh, F150s and I was on our way out of the show which took an hour I was trying to read everyone's badge. So it seemed everyone has to wear a badge and has your name, your company, and where you're from. And I was just trying to see the state. Oh, yes. And it was predominantly Midwest, like yeah. overwhelmingly. And the it's teams like, of the guys in the, uh, from the whatever, from some company in the bowling shirts. Yeah. Oh, like so many bowling shirts. So bad. <laughs> they're or, matching Tommy, Tommy B's. Or the t shirt that has the illustration of like some 70s hot rod in front of a garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So great. That's yeah. all you need, man. I was telling Lane when we first got there, it's like, we forgot our bowling shirts again. <laughs> yeah. Once again, we forgot. A lot of like t-shirts tucked in. Yes. Oh yeah. And I took a picture of the New Balance guys wearing New Balances. They're tucked in yeah. shirts and mm-hmm. it's the whole, it's a lifestyle really that we're after. And just wait till the kids are making fun of us. I know, right? It's, it's happening already. With their t-shirts and yeah, yeah. untucked. And I know. They're not even wearing a beanie. <laughs> Just normal jeans without holes in them. No virtual reality yeah. headsets. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't wear his AirPods 24-7. <laughs> Loser. Um, you guys ready for some trivia? Sure. Yeah. It's a very Vegas song, by the way. Trivia time. Who was Jerry Seinfeld's best man at his wedding? What's his name? The writer? Kirby Enthusiasm Dude? Larry David. Larry David. Very good answer. I'm going to say no. I don't think Larry David would appreciate that. (laughs) Uh, He'd be annoyed. Yeah, he would be very... I I doubt Larry David even went. (laughs) He just says immediately, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't know who Larry, like, hangs. It's probably some high school friend. I was thinking Larry David might do it just for the vanity of being able to speak. (laughs) Although he's kind of an introvert, right? But... Yeah, a vain sure. introvert, like yeah. a weird. Or is this an? I mean, can you give me a hint? Is it like a, a name I should know? Yeah, you know, uh, him. you know yeah. him, Jason Alexander. Oh no, Mr. George Wallace. George Wallace, the comedian. Oh snap! He's uh, has a residency at the Westgate. I'm right glad now. you brought that up. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of an embarrassing story, but. Uh, <laughs> Did I tell you the story, Clark? I don't, no. think, I, I don't think I saw him. No, you didn't this. see him. You saw him on the plane. So I have, I, I like George Wallace as a comedian, and uh, he's got a really good Twitter account if you're interested in following him. Um, just a lot of, like, puns and one-liners and stuff, which I, I appreciate. Um, Warren's 70 years old, by the way. Yeah, I am kind of <laughs> tucked in here. So last time we were in Vegas, I can't remember if it was for SEMA or for Radwood. I, we stayed at the Westgate. No, it must have been for SEMA because we didn't stay. Yep, last year SEMA. And I wanted to go see George Wallace <laughs> by myself, um, but I ran out of time. I couldn't do it. And so I've kind of had this, like, running joke about, you know, really wanting to see him, and no, no one's going to go with me anyways. Um, and so as we're walking back, this is after SEMA, there's a poster in the casino at Westgate of George Wallace. And I say, where the fuck is George Wallace right now, you know, to art. I don't know if Lane heard me. And just as I say that we walk five steps, here comes George Wallace looking right at me 
five feet away. Did he hear you? <laughs> no. <laughs> he, just, he was just out of earshot, I think. He's walking right towards me. And for whatever reason, I think I was just so... Okay, I was zombie mode from SEMA. Yeah. I had just had this... We were really thirsty, hungry. I just had this thought of, there's a picture of George Wallace. Fuck, I'm never going to see this guy. Where the fuck is George Wallace? Here in my vision is George Wallace. So I go, Walking at us. I, I stop and I go... George Wallace, yeah. <laughs> which he said he clapped his hands together really loudly, points and says and takes like a little bit of a leap, like a, a big step forward. Like there's George Wallace and George Wallace is like, what the fuck is this cracker doing? Yeah, exactly. exactly. And so he's kind of like half smiling and I kind of put my hand out for a handshake, but not really. And then he sort of just keeps walking and I give him a pat on the shoulder <laughs> that was it. That was it. But I was very excited. Like something about the fact that I was just thinking about him and there he was. It was like, bam, like, yeah, yeah. Here he is. Um, so I want to apologize to George Wallace. I know he's listening. Um, mm-hmm. it was not appropriate. I probably scared him a little bit. And what I remember later as I was explaining this to my wife was, uh, and she thought I was just a complete idiot. Um, it was kind of like, uh, in the Dave Chappelle, uh, Charlie Murphy episode where Rick James yeah. is behind the bar and he goes, I Charlie Murphy. And Charlie Murphy. Just right in the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm sure George Wallace is like, what the fuck is this guy going to yeah, do? Yeah, dude. Um, so anyways, I apologize to George Wallace. Um, it's a little embarrassing. Um, not my finest moment. I'm going to admit that right now. And, uh, if I do ever meet him again, I don't know if I can say I met him. If I ever do meet him ever, you gonna bring that up. I'll bring it up and I'll, okay. I'll apologize on the yeah. behalf of all fans around the world. The other thing, thing I was thinking is maybe that doesn't happen all that often. Maybe he's kind of stoked to have like someone so excited, but I was a little too excited. I think <laughs> I went too he far. He doesn't seem that excited. <laughs> I think the clap was what took it to I the next so. level. I think it was very aggressive. But I will still stand by the fact that uh, it was incredibly coincidental. Oh, yeah, for sure. I didn't hear you say that, so I didn't know the whole story yeah. at the time. But Art yeah. heard me for sure. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Anyhow. Pretty um, cool. Follow George Wallace on, uh, on, Twitter. on Twitter, I guess. And go see him at the Westgate. He's got a residency. <laughs> and you can you can get that ticket price down if you just ask. I was, down, I was down to like 35 bucks, and yep. I, I think it's like 80 bucks. Yep. Normal, so, yeah, don't, don't so uh, be afraid. You can haggle. haggle. You haggle, can haggle. Haggle the old Westgate. All right. All right, Clark, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. patreon.com forward slash driving wall awesome go check us out on patreon and become a patron of our podcast where you can get exclusive weekly podcasts from us that average around 25 to 45 minutes we have about 55 of them up on there and we do them every week uh we also give you discounts on rallies also First chance to get on the rallies, which uh, this last one or this upcoming rally sold out within nine hours, and it's a it en- ended up being a patron only rally. Uh, yeah, and we give you uh, sticker packs and some other stuff. So go join us, Patreon.com forward slash Driving Wall Awesome. Thanks, we really appreciate it.